0: Was adored on twitter i'll put you on the hot seat right at the beginning of the episode emily haynes versus brie larson on black sheep do people prefer brie larson's version i don't even know that i've heard the brie larson version is that is that you've oh, from... seen the movie from scott pilgrim yeah oh i have no memory of it so it made no impression on me so okay by default metric or emily haynes yeah. emily haynes i was just curious because like it's in their playlist on spotify is like the this is metric playlist has the very first song is black sheep by emily haynes or by mm-hmm. uh larson Larson. and i'm like why would you do that maybe maybe it's just like this might be you know the way that most people know us or something like that right you know they also don't have their own version superior i might add like i don't hate the brie larson version but like emily haynes is a superior vocalist because that's what emily haynes fucking does right so like i just thought it was weird to have somebody else doing basically a karaoke version of your song in your playlist on spotify it's also I on like, Apple Music. It's on all of their things, like her version of it. Is, this seemed odd to me. Anyway, welcome back to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode 296. Like, I have like a Mr. Poopy Pants. <laughs> no idea what we're going to do for episode 300, guys. So don't expect shit. Oh, yet. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't. We've not planned anything I yet. We like have no four plans. Weeks. Yeah, uh, but I, I saw the number tonight as I was putting things together and was like, oh, shit. I hadn't even thought about that. Getting close. Anyway into the news how are you doing this week i haven't really we haven't really talked aside from like kind of planning what we were going to watch this week (laughs) and then commiserating over what we watched a little bit of commiserating for sure yeah yeah doing all right just really watching the fucking sixth wave of covid hit ontario and deciding like yep it's a good thing that i didn't really stop masking and have been keeping pretty safe so i am just Cannot wait for that fourth shot. You know what I mean? Like, give it to me in my eyeballs, (laughs) and I will continue to wear a mask. I've not stopped wearing a mask. If I leave the fucking house, I have a mask like attached to me somewhere so that I can put it on. Yeah. I, yeah, I refuse to like not do that. That's insane. Let's, uh, let's switch gears into, I mean, there's some depressing stuff to talk about in the news this week, (laughs) but we can switch gears into the nerdy news. So I think we'll talk, first of all. I mean, sadly, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters died. This week at age fifty, that sucks. Uh, I was a Foo Fighter. I'm a fan of his. He's a great drummer. As a drummer, it sucks that he's gone. And uh, I was looking forward to like seeing them tour again. I figured they'd be on the road somewhere. They were just in the middle of a tour, kind of thing, and just had to cancel all the remaining dates. And dude had a lot of things in his system. So like, hey man, rock and roll. You know, addiction sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it was prescribed too, from what I understand. So like it's it's not, oh, you know, not always what you expect, right? So yeah. I'm sure the story will continue to unfold as things go on. Did you hear about Bruce Willis this week retiring? I did, yes. Retiring because he is has been diagnosed with aphasia, which impacts basically the speech center of your brain and makes it difficult yeah. for you to comprehend and you know translate your thoughts into speech. And uh, yeah, that's uh that's a, that's a bitch. Yeah, that's uh, that was a rough thing to hear this week. There'd been like there had, there had been like talk about it in kind of circles. Like I know the red letter media guys were talking about why is he doing these movies, like just like churning out mm-hmm. these like geezer teaser movies. And then yeah, like that was the rumor that'd been going around, but yeah, now we got confirmation and it's sad. Uh, so you know, I mean, at this point, he's not gonna be remembered for any of the shit. Those movies, right? Like I think we talked about this. Nobody's gonna remember any of those red box movies he did. We're gonna no. run die hard so yeah, yeah you know, diehard and like six cents and yeah, that sort of thing. Unbreakable. I hope you made enough cash to fucking just like chill for the remainder of yeah, his hope time. So. He's, well, he's still like part owner of fucking Planet Hollywood too. I think so. Is he? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess he would be right. Like, not like they ever sold out on any of those things. He's always working on stuff. So, like, he's always got many fingers and many pies. It seems like so. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks. There you go. I know Tim wants to talk about how Dune won some Oscars, but like this whole fiasco like I didn't see and I don't care about <laughs> like, I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay, but like the thing let, let itself get hijacked by Snyder Bros and then <sighs> the Will Smith thing happened so I was just like, I don't know where to start I'll You don't even need this to talk to about Tim. the Will Smith fucking Chris Rock thing because Oh, what a mess. That has Two been white white talked about enough. about enough. I have no fucking reason to comment commenting on it, first of all, first and foremost yeah, You know what I mean? So, especially a week after it happened, like I don't, whatever, yeah, exactly. Ugh. But yes, the the one thing that we can comment on with some authority is the fucking Snyder Bros. like tweet storming because that's what they do. Like this yeah, fucking campaign, always, this dude. Oscars campaign. You know, it was the hashtag Oscars cheer moment, right? And it was all like here, like you know, make your favorite like fan moment or whatever. It's basically their way of trying to be like, hey, look, we're not totally ignoring comic book movies. And like sci-fi movies and shit like that. I guess they weren't ignoring sci-fi movies this year. But yeah, then the Snyder bros got hold of it and made a scene from a fucking extended version of a movie. They're the like cheer worthy moment that they wanted to celebrate. Not the Avengers assemble fucking like, you know, portal moment from Endgame. The three Spider-Men that we just saw and we were all very excited three Spider-Man, about. three Spider-Men, yeah, Neo fucking dodging bullets, like, yeah. And they also voted Army of the Dead, like, their Oscars fan favorite movie of the year. And, like, <sighs> Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say anything except for like, Did you see that story this week about the magnetic robot that they're going to put inside your butthole to take things out? No, they basically built one. The, they built the T1000 basically, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, it's over. Did you see that deer thing that they're using in like in was it New York or LA or whatever? I did see, the, yeah, I did see the Boston Dynamics like dog bot that, yeah, they're gonna use it's for like done. search and rescue now. Oh, yeah, I mean, they've already they strapped guns to those things back and like tested them as soldiers, like, we're toast. Oh, yeah, so like. To our robot overlords, this is why I thank Siri, you know what I mean? Like this is the kind of shit (laughs) talking about. Like when our robot overlords take over, I am not gonna fucking shed a single tear for our like species at all. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Not Not after not after the thing that we put in our eyes this week. Like that's uh, human beings were responsible for that. A lot of them. Like I feel bad for the people who like worked on it. Like we're just like I got ah uh, this is awesome. That's probably somebody's first gig. Like it's somebody like me's first like art gig in Hollywood, and that's what they got to do is Morbius. Like that's on their resume forever, man. Anyway, Stain did Dune win a bunch of shit? I was I literally like as soon as I saw the Will Smith Chris Rock thing, the whole thing just turned like a wash to me. I was like I don't care. I don't even want to see who won anything. I don't care anymore. So Yes, yes. D- Dune won, fuck, like, uh, 11 Oscars or something like that, totally. Oh, no, maybe it was six. I don't know. They they won a bunch anyways. Uh, in terms of stuff that, that we like care about and, and actually won, I know we already talked about the nominees. Did we? I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, it's all on, like, the technical stuff that... Yeah, I think I thought we did. Uh, best visual effects was Dune. Best cinematography was Dune for Greg Frazier. Okay. Hans Zimmer got the best score, original score for Zune, uh, Dune. Dune, Zune? Zune. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to it on your Zune. You could listen yeah. to the score from Dune on your Zune. Dune got best best sound, best production design, best film editing. Yeah, they're oh, so all. Won a lot of shit. And, oh no That's No awesome. Time to Die won the best original song. Well, I mean Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, who is Billie Eilish's brother, I think, and like partner. The song came out like four years ago now. Like it came out like a yeah, year no, ahead no of that no fucking movie die. or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. right, cool, good for that. All right. Is that anything else we want to talk about in the Oscars aside from like Snyder Bros, just stop. Stop. Yeah, just just don't, please. And I'm never doing that justice League poster. Just so we're clear. Like stop fucking <laughs> messaging me about it. I'm not doing it. We have more DC shit to talk about. There's always DC shit to talk about. Sharon Stone was cast in the Blue Beetle movie. That looks like it's just kind of a powerhouse cast. They're kind of building mm-hmm. up on the side, so that's kind of cool. She's going to play Victoria Cord. So is that a character? I was going to ask. I I don't know that it's an. I think it's an original character for the movie. I don't know. I haven't read all of Blue Beetle, but the Cord name obviously yeah, is obviously it's right Ted. Now, yeah, is yeah is referring to Ted Cord. Who is like the original Blue Beetle in the comics, or not the very first one, but the, the one that we know and love from the '80s and '90s kind of thing? Yeah. So obviously, there—I don't know if it's just a nod or if that character will relate somehow to Ted Cord. We'll see. Cool. Maybe it's they just made a you know did a gender swap and it it is Ted Cord but a female. Whatever. I mean, I, if you get Sharon Stone to be Ted Cord <laughs> and like fuck yeah, go for it, dude. She's awesome. Yeah. I love you. Know, I Sharon Stone. Cool. All right. Can you explain this round robin tournament that they're doing for like a, a book? <laughs> what the fuck is I, this like Hunger Games version of hell? I wish I could. <laughs> so what it is is DC has basically put up a round robin, like a it's March Madness basically. There's oh, yeah, sixteen. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a sixteen entry bracket kind of thing, and it, they're letting fans pick series to get. To get approved, basically. So I think it's like just on. Oh know. there there are actually uh, little blurbs on here on all of them. I'm not I'm not going to go through all of them, but like there's a Hawkman and Hawkwoman series, a Wildcat series, the questions, so more than one question, a Constantine and the Demon crossover, this fucking one. Oh, Suicide Squad Dark, as in like I guess the Dark Knights Metal whatever thing. Justice League Redacted. Is it Dark Knights Metal or is it like? Dark is in like Constantine. Dark. I think it's Dark Knight's metal. As yeah, because that's okay, what the font that they're oh, using okay. is is the Dark Knight's metal font. Firestorm, Fourth World problems. Kid Flash, The Speed of Fear. Black Canary, a Green Lantern series. The Ghost Tour from Hell. An Animal Man series. A Green Lantern. Another Green Lantern series. Captain Carrot versus Dark Side or something.
1: Oh, Superman,
0: Lord. man, of, or Superboy, man of tomorrow, and a cyborg series. I don't know. I mean, hey, you know what? I'll give them props for one thing before we get into the nitty gritty of it. Not all of those are Batman related titles, which is what I would have expected this to be generally. So, <laughs> the fucking cool. stupid thing about this is I don't know if you can actually vote on it without, no. All it is is a fucking troll to get people to sign up for DC Universe Infinite. When you click on the links to vote, it takes you to a link to download the app, and I don't have the app installed anymore because I fucking moved to a country where it doesn't work until recently. Which is my next story on the docket is DC Now uh, Unlimited or what is it called? DC Infinite, DC Universe Unlimited or DC Universe Infinite? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say they wouldn't use unlimited. That's the same word Marvel used, they would use their word, which is infinite. So, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, that launched in Canada this week and is getting more launches around in I, I don't know what the hell, like in the West, I guess, kind of thing, like Western countries, Australia, New Zealand, yeah, UK, Brazil, Mexico, Earth, I thought, like France or whatever. Did I not see like EU stuff? Oh, uh, I- maybe I, I didn't see I that don't. one. Anyway, yeah, so that's interesting. I haven't signed up for it personally. I know Tim had used it when he was living in Atlanta. I'll have to see how I feel about. it. I mean, I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited, and that whole thing was such a fiasco last week that I almost want to unsubscribe to it already. So, <laughs> crikey! I'm glad to have it available in Canada. I probably will pick it back up just you know so that if I want to read like a series, I don't have to necessarily dig out my floppies or whatever. And you know, if it's a series that I have, which I have most of the. Uh, modern hdc stuff so is it how up to date is it like how robust is the collection i i can't remember i think i think it's also it's similar to marvel unlimited i think it's like a six men six month after that was the yeah release that was the or something question like i that. had was yeah. that yeah and in terms okay. of what's on it I, there wasn't much when it first came out but they were able to use you know all the subscribers that they were getting from the streaming shows yeah. yeah, to kind of just, I think, put money into buffing up the backlog of or buffing up the series such that when the video streaming video part of it shut down by that time, they already, already HBO better, Max. Yeah, or, or moved over wherever kind of thing. At, then the library was actually pretty good by that point. Like it had sure. okay. most of what you would consider, like, you know, the key DC series. The and then DC some other, stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. I, like I said, it's uh, my current situation with comic book, like online comic book <laughs> thing has got me basically just like sailing on the high seas again. If I want to read anything right now, because I'm so like, yeah. irate about comicsology still, which is still not fixed. Still not fucking Jesus. fixed. Did we talk about Halo premiering last week? I just want to bring it up because it did yeah, happen. We did. Okay, cool. Great. It sucked. All right. We, we, we scooped over your Crow movie. Well, I suppose the next thing I was going to bring up, I just wanted to bring up that Halo show in case I forgot about it. Yeah, we have a Crow movie that is apparently actually happening this time because it's like... those <laughs> have been Gardner. talking about it over He's and in. over. I feel like we've talked about it. like When he, Tim sent this to me, I, I was like, again? Who cares? These, they happen... How, how fucking once high year. am I? This is, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy deja vu. Yeah, I was sort of, they're sort of, I'm like, Tim, we I what the fuck? I feel like I'm having deja vu from this because like, we've had this story What year times. is it? Yeah, totally, totally (laughs) want to send that Robin Williams meme to you. But I opened it up and lo and behold, it is like Bill Skarsgård of IT fame, which is also getting like a prequel show, I guess. Did you see that too? Yeah. That one I think is like kind of pre-production kind of thing. Or just, you know, they're just. I just saw the story. Working on it. Because it was on basically attached to this article because obviously cross-linked because Mm -hmm. of IT. And uh, but either way, Bill Skarsgård and it was going to be directed by somebody who like whose name I remembered. From something, but then the link closed. <laughs> Rupert Sanders, who did Snow White oh, and the Huntsman yeah. and Ghost, Ghost in the, in the shell. shell. It was Ghost in the Shell. So, like, he knows how to shoot action ish. We'll have to see how this turns I, out. I never I watched Ghost in the Shell. I did. Uh, it has Scarlett Johansson in it. <laughs> Cat, yeah, that's where they fucking well, whitewashed that character, right? <laughs> there was also that. that was a, I was curious how that was going to be, like, if it, if it was even broached in the movie, which it was not really. And then I, but yeah, it was like Scarlett Johansson, a lot of skin tight outfits. So I was like, mm. Yeah. There. Right. The last thing I had on my list, Moon Knight premiered this week. Finally, we got to see what that was about. I've seen the first episode. I don't know. Did you watch it yet? Yes, I did. It was good. Like, yeah, it. I liked it. Decent I liked start. It. I mean, they're definitely taking the Stephen Grant persona in a very different direction, but. <laughs> yes, very much so. My big thing was like the Ethan Hawk character immediately kind of like started to feel a little bit like iron fist stuff yeah in the netflix yeah, show no, and i was like i oh, he, no, no. he looks real there's <laughs> also like there, Mandarin. Is, <laughs> there is also the fact that ethan hawk is a lot better than anybody that was in that other show so there's that too <laughs> like ethan hawk's pretty awesome so cool did you have anything else you wanted to bring up i know we kind of talked about it before we did yeah this. uh e- e3 got canceled again oh shit this year. i forgot about the e3 thing why is that not in my notes again <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the, the big gaming conference. Yeah. We don't talk that much about gaming, but like, I think it's that fucking show just seems to be falling by the wayside in terms of relevance. Because I think all, you know, all the gaming companies are just kind of handling their own announcements and shit like and events and shit like that now. Yeah, especially now. Sony seems to have state of play kind of like as their Nintendo direct equivalent. And I'm sure Microsoft is probably working on something otherwise. And it's not like Microsoft, which is like one of the three biggest companies on the planet. Has any trouble getting an event put together to announce Xbox shit if it wants to announce Xbox shit. So, yeah, the relevance of E3 has been dwindling for fucking like the entire decade, basically. But there is still like a nostalgia to hearing like E3 is coming up and all that kind of stuff, especially for video gamers. So, it's kind of sad that it's like, kind of feels like it's dying. Like, it's got like mm-hmm. two feet in the grave and it's just getting ready to like push the rest of the fucking body in kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, the world is still fucked, so who knows? But maybe one day they'll have, like, a trade show in person again. And speaking of video game things that are not happening in 2022, the Breath of the Wild sequel got pushed back to 2023, which nobody is particularly surprised about. It's not a Zelda game unless it gets delayed three or four times. I was going to say, I don't think it's been delayed yet and it has to be delayed at least three times before it comes out as an official Zelda game and now yeah. I think we're on the I feel like we're on the fucking cusp of another Switch also like an, like the next gen coming out yeah. of Switch and I'm like are they just going to do what they did last time? because I'm not fucking double dipping this time I will wait for the new deck and play yeah. Zelda on the new one I'm not doing this shit again I you're always Twilight on the Twilight Princessing this one? <laughs> yeah, which I've done for every one I've even played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U Because I didn't have a Mm -hmm. Switch initially when it first came Mm -hmm. out. But I had a Wii U. And I was desperate to play the new Zelda. So I was like, fuck it. It was built for this system. I'm playing it for this system. And it was fine. When I replayed it, when we talked about it, was when I finally played through it on Switch. Um, like With all the DLC and stuff. So that was cool too. But, you know, yeah, that sucks. I don't even (laughs) expect to see God of War this year either. I I expect Elden Ring to basically be like, this year's big game. Mm -hmm. And it's already out. And it fucking rules. It's a good week time, BT dubs. Oh no, I had two release dates. Holy things. shit, Tim! House okay. of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel featuring the, Nobody like, that's focused on the Targaryens, got a release date. And it's like two weeks before Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. It's coming out in like sort of mid August, August 21st. And it's just saturate me with sword sorcery. 2nd. Mark doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Obi-Wan got pushed back like by like two days it was going to be on may 25th it got pushed back to may 27th i guess just to coincide with the star wars celebration or whatever it is that's going on yeah i think it is star wars celebration that's going on and that's the first day of star wars celebration so and they're giving us two episodes though right that day we're not just getting the one we were supposed to just be getting yes, one I think they're we are us. Getting... yeah they're doubling yeah. us up so that's kind of cool i mean you only got to wait two extra days but you get two fucking hours of obi-wan God knows what I'm talking about. What I'm going to talk about next. I saw a lot of fucking Obi-Wan in. So uh, is it Geek of the Week time? Can we talk about this? Geek of the Week. Mark's dropped something. My Apple Pencil went flying. Sorry. (laughs) It does go rolling sometimes. Yeah, it's Geek of the Week time. This is the segment of the show where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did this week. Tim, what have you been up to? (laughs) Speaking of Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power... Alicia has been hosting a sort of book club surrounding content from the books that could be featured in the series. You know, just sort of making some guesses. Uh, So yeah, I've been attending that and we had our second meeting last weekend and it was fun. We've been doing it on discord on the mythic Society's discord. And uh, so Alicia has gone through and picked out like sort of the majority of Stuff that references events that happened in the Second Age, so we could kind of say like, "Oh, this would be cool to see," or "How would they visualize this?" Or, you know, "Oh, they could use that character because they're mentioned here and shit like that." So, been interesting to watch, see. Cool. I didn't really know you guys were doing that, so that's interesting. I mean, I have very little interest in Lord of the Rings right now and uh, <laughs> all that stuff, but you know, cool, 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 cool. I'm glad you guys are having a good time, keeping those internet parties rocking. Yes. Yeah. Have I talked about Poster Posse on the podcast yet? I don't think so. I think you've been holding off on it. Because, I mean, if I have, then I basically just played more Elden Ring and rewatched Rick and Morty while I was drawing tentacles this week. So, like, <laughs> whatever. No, so I joined poster product, like I protege group or whatever the fuck it is for this group called Poster Posse, which is like they're basically an agency for like poster and key art designers and like artists and stuff like that. And they, yeah, they've recruited like a group of artists. It's basically kind of, it gives us a support group and it also, they act as an agency. It's a nice middleman for us when we're dealing with bigger studios and stuff like that. um, When we're doing like licensed work. Um, It also helps kind of like with ins and outs of dealing with like the kind of limited run galleries that Mm -hmm. I've been kind of working to get my work into the last like couple of years. So that kind of stuff is happening now. We were in the midst of doing, so this week was like our second to last session out of the eight week like or eight weeks of sessions that's been going on now for 12 weeks or whatever. Scheduling is trying to schedule 36 freelancers. Oof. Sorry, I think it's like 12 freelancers. Even 12. I mean, is just yeah. like fucking hurting cats. Some of us are like the super chill kind of freelancers who are like, yeah, whatever. I'll be up in stone. I don't care. Like, yeah. right, And then there's the other kind who are like, I have three million things to do and go and see. and it's, I have da, 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 da. Basically, it's the ones who have kids versus the ones who don't. But either way, uh, yeah, we did our second to last session this week um, where we were basically reviewing our, uh, I think what they're calling them, hype pieces, where it's like a piece that, uh, that we everybody was asked to do a poster for a piece or for a, sh- a movie or something that's coming up this year that they're hyped about and it's going to be part of the collection that goes up with them, like there's a show going on. And I'll let you guys all know about all this shit as it comes up, if we get to sell anything. God, I hope we get to sell something at some point. <laughs> you guys. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I obviously you've been talking to me about it, but congratulations yeah. publicly. That is Thank cool. Thank you. I'm glad, yeah. glad that that's, that's working and you're getting connections and shit and attention. It is. It's been a lot of fun, like just seeing other people's stuff. So we did our reviews today for that, that print that we're all making or that piece that we're all doing. Um, I did Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because, no. like, my hype level for Sam Raimi returning to movies, period, and the <laughs> MCU also is fucking sky high right now. Just because that trailer, just like, I've rewatched it like 16 times because I've been working on this print, like, mm-hmm. pulling reference and stuff out of it. And, like, fuck, I'm hyped for that movie. That's going to be dope as shit. Looks so fucking good. I can't wait for Sam Raimi in the MCU. I don't even care about anything else anymore. I'm like, that's right. It's Sam Raimi who's directing that thing. <laughs> So let's do this. But either way, yeah. uh, So thank you, everybody, who's been, like, clicking like and sharing and this, that, and the other thing. All this stuff was announced on Twitter this week, obviously, and that's why I can talk about it. Now, finally, I've been under NDA for weeks and weeks. But I obviously, like I told Tim and my family, but not anybody else. The rest of you can suck it until now. (laughs) Now you know. So I'm in the poster posse is basically what it is. There it is. Which is not a gang, a street gang, where they beat you with posters. I would fucking join that one too though as far as i know (laughs) you don't know they recruited me for a reason Tim. come on it's not just drawn you know i'm a big dude i can hold the post that's that's what they do when they're not in a pandemic just right now they're everybody has to stay inside so they're just trying we draw yeah we draw now otherwise we're a roving street gang so there you go um speaking of fucking roving the streets looking (laughs) for shit oh god it's me to the episode time i don't know I'm not high enough for this. I think we I might have to do dabs on the fucking recording to get through this one. We'll see. This is going to this is a tough one. Meat of the episode. Exsanguinated meat. Cool. So, we saw Morbius this week directed by Daniel Espinosa, whose name sounded familiar. So, I looked him up. It was not pretty. Um No. <sighs> That's just where we start, you know. It's just where you start with this one. So This is the Jared Leto vehicle. How do you pronounce his name? How do you pronounce Jared? Jared's I, name here? I, I say Leto, Leto but I, I think it's like Leto. Let, I don't know. Leto. Anyway, uh, the Jared Leto vehicle that came out this week. Also starring Matt Smith and uh, Lane from Mad Men. Yes, Jared Harris. Yeah, the only people I recognized in the movie. Re- Tyrese Gibson, he's in your fucking Fast and Furious movies. I was just gonna say, except for Tyrese Gibson and uh, Al Madrigal from The Daily Show. The Daily Show, yeah. that one drove me nuts for the whole fucking movie because he's aged like. It, t- it took me while. It did take me a while, me a while to realize back. who that was. Yeah, and I was like, he, I don't even think he guy? came over. I don't even think he came over to the Trevor Noah version. Or if he did, he left shortly after. Like he was, he was kind of elder days of John Stewart. Daily yeah, he was like at the very, very end of Jon Stewart, and he did not look as old as he does in this. He looks a lot older than I remember him being when he was yeah. in The Daily Show. So, But the voice, the, the, I keyed right into the voice right away. I was like, fuck, I know that voice. That's what it was, but it took me like almost the entire movie before I was like, oh shit, Daily Show. And I still couldn't yeah. fucking pull his name until I got into the car afterwards, so <laughs> there you go. Anyway, and then this woman who I do want to give some credit to for being like in a hostage situation, it looks like, for like... <laughs> An entire movie. What? All my tabs closed. Adria Ariona. That's it. Who does what she can with very little. Who plays Dr. Martine Bancroft. Oh, my God. All right. So, top-level thoughts, Tim. I got to know. I mean, the world wants to know. (laughs) (laughs) Can can you you hear my face-palming, listeners? Uh, This was the worst movie I have seen in a... like recent memory, I cannot remember the last time I watched something worse than this. Uh, the the Venom movies, I think yeah, the Venom I mean, movies the, are actually the Venom more movies interesting than Are this. in the same tier at least, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I, eat garbage, I my but... my instant review on on Twitter and Facebook was that if I inadvertently expose myself to COVID to watch this movie in a theater, I will never be able to forgive myself. The in the best part. The best thing I can say about this movie going experience is that I got to eat movie theater popcorn for dinner. Fucking A right, right? Like that was basically what I did. The best thing was that I got to do my vanilla Coke slash Coke mix and yeah. a giant bag of popcorn. And I mm-hmm. sat there and watched a terrible movie <laughs> in a theater alone, basically. There was two other On the people first night. with me. That's, yeah, that's oh yeah. So bad. It was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean cause... I was I was there was maybe I'm talking like Yorkdale, like huge, yeah, one Yorkdale of the biggest down, theaters Toronto. in yeah. Toronto, Yorkdale Mall. There was maybe 30 people in my theater in like huge fucking like AVX theater kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that's a big 500 seater up at Yorkdale too. Like yeah, that's... like with the D box seats, right? But like, oh. you know, the, they don't put the D box seats in the tiny little theaters. No, they do not. <laughs> oh man, that's brutal. Brutal. So that Morbius sweep thing that people are fucking posting all over Twitter is not going to be happening, I don't think. <laughs> like, where the flying fuck do I start with this flame roasted turd? Sweet, Beppy, fucking Christ, was this a fucking mistake, chore, and nightmare all rolled into one horribly, poorly acted, murky, noisy fucking disaster of a movie? I've never, noisy. like, noisy for sure. What a fucking mess this movie is visually. You can't tell what the fuck's happening half the time. Who decided that a movie set mostly at night that the main character whose powers are emitting black smoke, apparently? should be it's dressed all in black. In black. <laughs> <Good point. sighs> all right. Do do I am I recapping so, the plot of this monster? I, I just I, I'm I'm trying to decide how to how to like I don't even know how to put this more eloquently than to say how to fuck this pig, Tim. Honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to decide how to fuck this pig. There's no lipstick on it. As a Canadian should say fuck this ostrich because it's at least a two-man job (laughs) allegedly anyway no no, no longer allegedly it's a two-man and a one-woman job because mrs mcmurray was fucking there anyway (laughs) i love mrs mcmurray (sighs) apparently the entire town does too so like (laughs) tim i guess you know what for the benefit of our listeners so that none of them have to fucking suffer the way we fucking suffered how does that sound tim let's go through the plot of morbius i wrote it down too i have notes such, too about like such every, as it is every fucking minute crack of horse shit that they fucking unleashed <laughs> on my eyeballs yesterday and it cost me 15 bucks to watch <laughs> the cold open is in costa rica and a big helicopter goes down and some oh, dudes wait. get out First, of it and- what were your trailers because honestly the Doctor Strange and the Spider-Verse 2 trailer they showed right before this is not a good idea. Stop fucking promising me a good time before you show me Morbius. I didn't, I didn't get Doctor Strange. I did get Spider-Verse 2, though. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, was, I got to see trailers for two much better movies <laughs> right before <laughs> yeah, this started. Did. So, sorry. <laughs> then, yeah, so, uh, Doctor Michael Morbius, who's, like, kind of frail and gaunt, walks out of this helicopter and ask the dudes to like set up a trap in front of a cave that's full of bats. And he has this little monologue about like how they've, you know, evolved to fucking survive or to live off of blood basically. And in the most fucking like melodramatic bullshit ever, like to attract the bats to him as bait, he like cuts his hand open to attract the bats when he clearly has a serious blood disorder it's like, yeah, that's okay. I'll just cut my fucking hand wide open. Instead of you just, you know, using some of the blood from the entire freezer full of blood that he has back in his lab. Yeah. So, I don't want Because there's a scene later where I want to talk about like the science of this movie with you. Oh, God. A is, it the, is it the counterfeit <laughs> lab? Uh, that was <laughs> kind of a question. Because that's actually an interesting one. Because that ties both of our professions together, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so it's so an int- that's gonna be an interesting conversation I to think have. That, yes we'll we'll get there we'll get there eventually because <laughs> i had a questions about that but i was just talking about like in general the like this is just like nonsense pseudoscience bullshit like this is next level from the spider-man yeah. stuff like, this is like what are we doing here what is mm-hmm. happening anyway he doesn't seem like a credible scientist to be, and then he goes and does something that really makes sure that he never seems like a credible scientist throughout the entire movie. So yeah. there we go. We we flash back to twenty five years earlier at some oh. private hospital in Greece. The sign of a fucking awesome movie having a flashback in the first two minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where my, this is where Michael Morbius is getting treatment for his rare blood condition, and we see his like this new per- person coming, this new kid come into the bed next to him, whose name is Lucien and Michael Morbius is a total fucking asshole. So he refuses to call him by his real name and just yep. causes a Milo. Cause he figures he's just going to fucking die. Like all the other kids that come into this hospital, which is fucking dark as shit. Like why, why are you going to make me think about like eight children dying in the first five minutes of this movie? uh because this movie is a horrible fucking total disaster and then then we meet Jared Harris's character who is Dr. Er, Emile Nicholas, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Emile Nicholas Who oh, wait, is Oh, is Nicholas? Cuz he calls him Nicholas constantly. He does. Like, he it's calls, his first name. He does. He does. It only it only the only reason I know it's Dr. Emile Nicholas is because I checked the fucking Wikipedia page. Oh fuck. Unbelievable. And they literally just died Jared Harris's hair to de-age him 25 years he did not do a single thing to his face in terms of like makeup digital de-aging anything they're just like yeah just spray paint his hair like redder and we'll call that you know he's fucking like 35 instead of 60 he's one of those guys that like deserves so much better like he's always in (laughs) like these shit roles he's such a fucking good actor like his shit on Mad Men was like amazing he's so good on that show he's such a fine he was great on chernobyl but i never watched chernobyl he was good in chernobyl also yeah like he's good and stuff he wasn't bad in that second sherlock holmes movie just that movie was bad so like what are you gonna do either way yeah yeah anyways he's wasted he's wasted in this movie like just fucking crazy so there you go yeah well there's some bullshit about like lucian's uh blood pump like going down and morbius fixing it with a fucking the spring spring, a spring from a pen and shit like that and then yeah nick the nicholas it, it even says in this fucking plot synopsis their father nicholas i don't know let's call, let's call him nicholas is it their father though i thought it was just the doctor that, like no it's not, their wing. It, it doesn't yeah, make exactly. sense like they're like yeah so I don't know muddle. how I don't understand the relationship between these guys because like eventually like fucking Morbius is treating Milo like a, a surrogate brother and shit and none of it makes any fucking sense here Surrogate brother real pretty conversation on a park bench that looks like something at a Dallas Buyers club like they're a pair of gay lovers who are both to that, die in dude. each other's arms it's so fucking weird this movie all over yeah. the place any anyway, relationships scene are later too. not well defined <laughs> <at> oh God <laughs> And the, like the entire plot hinges on them and you don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of the story hinges on these characters' relationships. And you're like, what? What? I don't why do I care about any of these assholes? <laughs> we flash back to 25 years, back to the present, and Michael Morbius is about to get a Nobel prize for making like life-saving fucking uh, artificial blood that has saved billions of lives or whatever, like globally. And because they just have to hammer home, this man is a pretentious fucking asshole. He denies that thing like, Oh, I didn't achieve what I set out to do. Like what I achieved to do was, or set out to do was like cure this fucking blood condition that affects me and like six other people on the planet. It was totally selfish. What I actually did was like, fucking changed humanity kind of thing. Yeah, create artificial blood, which (laughs) is a plot point that runs through the rest of the movie. Yeah. And he's still, yeah. Like, you didn't have enough evidence that this is such a fucking asshole. Like, why are we even sitting here watching this movie about this fucking idiot? Played by a giant idiot. So... (laughs) And I like that, like that that whole fucking plot point about him fixing the fuse. I like how they treat that as like genius. Like he needs to be sent to a special school because he's a genius because he figured out. You knew that metal conducts electricity. electricity. You I was, win. Like, I was like, by the time I was that kid's age, I was fucking programming circuit boards by hand because <laughs> my grandfather taught me how to do it. So, like, why is this kid a genius, and why was I stuck in St. Catharines? This fucking movie's full of shit. Anyway, <laughs> now the truth comes out. is Mark's just better than. <laughs> Oh, anyway, (sighs) so where were we from there? All right. This is where like he goes back to like awkwardly talk to the to Martine, like Adriana Arjano's character, who's like the most insanely attractive no homo character personified in any movie ever. And there's no chemistry. The rote fucking hot Assistant, lady. lab yeah. assistant, like trope kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's not even an assistant. She's another doctor. She's just like, oh, stunning, yeah, but they totally Latino set her lady. up as, as his assistant. Like, that's yeah, that's, and they play her yeah. off like she's like uh, his assistant, and the, uh, there's immediately a dude who starts like acting like she's oh, yeah, I hate everything about this fucking movie, Tim. <laughs> it was baffling. Anyway, let's keep going. She's really pretty, though. Like, and she's just looks like she's being held hostage. I don't know what else to say about her. I feel bad. <laughs> I want to watch her to something else to see if she can actually act as opposed to just acting terrified. Like she's in the same room as Jared fucking Leto, which fair. (sighs) So they're back in the lab and Morbius is working on like what he's actually trying to do, which is to cure his blood condition by inserting bat genes into other animals DNA, starting with the mouse that like he injects the DNA into. That's how that works. He just Inject DNA it just goes in and becomes part of you. I mean, I've seen a lot of videos of horses that like kind of contradict <laughs> that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> the mouse looks like it dies, and then he's all fucking disappointed, and he has a little fucking tantrum, and then yeah, I like we pouts. I'm like, not yeah. little asshole. I cannot yeah. believe it. Has, has a little fucking a little tantrum, pout. and how yeah. you know fucking him like making this life-saving artificial blood isn't enough for him kind of thing. He, if, unless he can be healthy and like makes it like so easy for you to hate this fucking asshole. Ultimately after his little tantrum, oh they go, there's this little fucking humanizing moment where he's like kind of competent and like remotely tender to this patient. It, I can't tell if this is a lab or a hospital or both, I think it's like a a working like like, patients here kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, one of them has I guess similar. And like, I don't even know who. Like, so does he? Is her like the company that he's working for? Is that Milo's company? Because Milo seems to be very wealthy because he gives him the boat, right? Like, is that his company that he's working for? I don't know. And how the fuck is Milo wealthy? All he does is fucking sit at home and drink. They never fucking explain like where his wealth came from. He's just amassed a huge can I amass a huge fortune by sitting at home and being a fucking pompous asshole all day and drinking? I mean, you're describing a lot of people right now. <laughs> That's true. You I do exactly that. just described all guards. Yeah, so <laughs> and most podcasters too, who actually make money at doing this horse shit. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, you know, they try and make him look vaguely human. And then Martine sees, oh, who could have guessed? The mouse isn't actually dead. Like every second of this dreadful movie is so predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the people who wrote this, and I don't even know who they are. Like, I hate them. Anyway, (laughs) they owe me $15. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, the people who wrote this movie owe me $15 and will for the rest of my life owe me fifteen dollars. So he goes and tells Milo and N- Nicholas they're like weird father figure dude that is has come from Greece to America just to look after Milo. As far as I can fucking tell, he seems to be like Milo's private doctor or some shit. I honestly, it read like they were all blown each other. Oh, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know mean what this is hell, yeah. this is the same universe where like Venom and fucking eddie brock are like strongly implied to have a sexual relationship so i mean it lives in his butt doesn't it isn't that what they say yeah. so like that's pretty sexual to me i don't know anyway let's leave that where it is and <sighs> my he asked milo for a boat because the experiment that they're going to do can only be done in international waters oh my for god fuck's my good brain My fucking brain goes into, like, TV tropes overload. Like, it goes into shutdown mode when they do International Waters, right? The logic here seems to be, like, the fucking science wouldn't work if they were not on a boat in International (laughs) Waters. Clearly, this dude does not care about, yeah, laws or shit like that. Like, he knows he's fucking going to do something he shouldn't fucking do. Yeah. (laughs) He's making his friend like accessory to a crime technically too. You know, like illegal human experimentation is technically a federal crime in America. I think it's actually an international crime. Like, isn't that agreed upon by like Interpol the US? or some shit? Probably, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, they, they go out to international waters just so that they can have this fucking dramatic sequence take place on a boat instead of a lab with some disposable fucking asshole mercenaries. Nearby, kind of, thing. of them. Like, <laughs> who was running this fucking boat? Like, who wrote this script? A big cargo boat like that takes more than eight fucking people to run. <laughs> you need an engine crew to run a boat like that. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I mean? I would at think one one assumes <laughs> at me. You would need more than eight dudes. All of them and... seem to be sitting around playing cards as we get on the boat. Yeah, there's nobody. There's nobody actually doing anything. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the just. Boat <laughs> Yeah, just floating. So I, I don't, don't know. Maybe they the drop anchor, I guess. So they, the, Martin, administers the treatment to Morbius, who, like I said, is all fucking like frail and like Steve Trevor, like fucking shriveled up kind of body and everything. And I, just, I kept thinking of Timmy from uh, Timmy and Jimmy from South Park. I feel bad, <laughs> but like because he had the two like walking things. I was like, oh fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a comedian, too. He tells <laughs> little jokes, Jimmy. Yeah, great. <laughs> anyway. And of course, the fucking treatment turns him into a living vampire. <laughs> and except they don't even fucking show us his first transformation. What could have been their like an American werewolf in London moment? Instead, they're like, "Nah, I don't think we have the budget to like show a good transformation. So let's just like show it like make it happen off screen. I was legit going to ask what the fuck you thought would happen if they did that on camera, because the CG in this movie is so fucking bad that that would have just looked like something out of like the, the, the face mummy. CG, especially like, yeah, the morphs on the two of them, which I think yeah. they only had the appliances on each of them once each per in the movie. And the rest is all digital appliances. <laughs> Pretty much. See, like, and like, and it looks really bad on Matt Smith too. And like, can we talk about Matt Smith real quick? We were going to get into it later, but like, he knows what movie he's in like a hundo percent oh yeah he <laughs> fucking sucks in this and he's just like chomping like there was a scene where i literally thought he was gonna start fucking eating the goddamn scenes like yeah, he's, eating the, he's the only set. one that's like Putting any effort in to be like lively and animated or anything kind of thing. He knows what this is. He hundred <laughs> percent knows what this movie is, and like, he's like, oh, "This is in the Venom movie. We have to make this fucking ridiculous. That's the only way it's gonna sell." Except nobody else got that memo. No. Nope. <laughs> Jared Leto plays this like he's in like else the is playing it like most like, dramatic like fucking, drama of all time. Like the, yeah, like fucking Schindler's List. Yeah, I was say, it's like fucking Schindler's List for the rest <laughs> of this cast. And there's Matt Smith dancing for fucking three yeah, it's... minutes uninterrupted. Like half this fucking movie's runtime in the third act is him fucking dancing. Like that's all he does yeah. for a big chunk of this fucking movie is yeah. put on suits and dance around. And I'm like, yeah, is Jared Leto's doing? Fuck? doing Citizen Kane in a fucking comic book movie. <sighs> and he's doing like, he's doing like, like, parkour, like, Olympic level, like, yeah, balancing beam shit. And I'm like, oh, oh. that looked like the effects of Daredevil, like the 2003 Daredevil, when he's doing like the bouncing <laughs> around the lap. I was like, what this movie feels like from a different era, it feels like it's we're from jumping. Completely, we are, yeah, we're way ahead. We're Let's jumping ahead. Spot. So, he, so he turns into the living vampire and it goes into like fucking crazy bloodlust and like kills all these dudes on about the boat. The fucking scumbag captain who comes downstairs yeah. with the lights flicker with the AR 15 starts yeah. sexually harassing Martin with a gun yeah. under his arm. Uh, so it's like, only so that we don't feel as, feel bad when, when he gets uh, Morbius, yeah, when Morbius fucking like rips him stem to stern, <laughs> nuts, yeah. nuts to tongue, kind and of He thing. totally fucking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the old, uh yeah, good yeah, times. He, he put he put a zipper down as the fucking front of his body. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yeah, because the first thing they see is like he's on the roof. They do the dumb, like, where is he? He's not in here. It's like, oh, he's, on, he's up above up kind of thing. Oh, he's yeah. bad. He's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So he just massacres the entire fucking crew in like the jerkiest fucking action sequence ever. Like, oh man, it's just terribly like, shot. Like, it's like, so I, bad. There was like an edit every half second or some shit. I couldn't count eight people. They had to say eight people in dialogue like three times for yeah, it to sink yeah. in with me that he killed eight people. And then I'm like, only eight people on one big boat like that? Yeah. And he he knocks, and she so conveniently gets knocked out right as like the whole thing starts that it's like yeah, of course, so she, she doesn't, doesn't see, see anything. Yeah, yeah. She is, well, she sees him like after he's transformed. Yeah, eating him, eating the captain, I guess right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't see the rest of the fucking massacre, and he also drinks all their blood as well. And uh, now he's shredded too. He like com- he, he yeah, stops. he's all fucking ripped and like crazy powerful and strong, and he. Just fucking jumps off the boat, because I guess vampires can swim really well. I don't know. I don't remember that anywhere. Not in, but, in any lore that I'm aware of, but, you know, the Marvel vampires like, are there. So. They're, like, what? I don't know what International Waters is, but it's, like, miles offshore. Well, that's the fucking weird part, because, like, literally it feels like the next second, they're, like, in New York again. Yeah, he's back in the lab, like, tr- you know, doing, like, fucking, doing, the, you know, the the typical, like, yeah, like... Testing out his abilities and everything and fucking like doing parkour and then he fucking goes in and has a bat orgy where they just fucking all swarm around him and shit. Yeah, that was fucking weird too. <laughs> oh, and they steal they straight up steal the Daredevil like I mean, world begins... on fire, like oh. the the world on fire, like deaf vision thing for his like echolocation effect and they made it worse yeah they made it shitty also like it looks like a bad special effect instead of a cool one like i actually wrote in my like rewrite of this like don't you kind of miss like just the the soft focus behind charlie cox as he leans forward and like indicates that he's listening to the world around him as opposed to these gaudy like after effects explosions happening all over the place literally they they all look like fucking like just somebody applied a preset and after effects to all of yes. this, like all these effect shots kind of thing, like the fucking shitty wind one on the rooftop thing too. the first time, like does not convey at all what you want it to. It just yeah. feels like he's like, there's some magical fucking force, like holding him back from jumping off the roof or some shit. Yeah. All the flying stuff. Like I didn't understand what exactly was trying to be implied by all of that shit. The oh, yeah, was smoke swirling around him and stuff like what's going on here right now. The flying effect was so bad. So like, this section of the movie though is one I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, the science in it, because like <laughs> hmm, interesting. Um, but he's like experimenting on himself for a section of the movie that seems to go on for the entire fucking runtime of the goddamn Batman. And this movie doesn't have really <laughs> fucking rabbits in a Catwoman costume. Fuck. There's also a scene where like Lane and the Doctor see a news report. Or no, I guess Lane is the Doctor. Oh no, I I wrote the Doctor because I was being a prick and calling Matt Smith the Doctor, because he's Doctor Who. That's oh, yeah. what that was. So the doctor <laughs> and Lane, who's playing a doctor for Mad Men, right? Anyway, see a news report about the ship, and Matt Smith goes to the lab to check on Martine. I think he says Martine, but he's clearly just going to check on his lover Morbius. <laughs> right? Yeah. And there's a scene. We missed the scene where uh we meet Tyrese and uh Al Madrigal and they go and talk to Martine. Yeah, this is this all happens. No, no, it doesn't. No, not yet. Because this is, yeah, the test, tests himself out fucking sequence happens. Oh no, we see them. And then, and we then see then them on to, the boat though, right? Like they're on yeah, the and boat. Then, and doing then it comes to them stuff. on the boat doing the investigation yeah. and seeing all, like finding all the dudes that were fucking like massacred and shit. And also, and Martine who was like un- unconscious. And yeah, they find the origami bad and shit. So and, fucking dumb. Yeah. That's like such a, like, oh, I want to do something deep like Blade Runner. I want to like homage Blade Runner. So I'm going to make origami. It's like, no, yeah. dude, you're a dick. I hate you. Yeah. So that, that's where we meet agents Tyrese and, you know, with, I Al Madrigal from what The Daily, from Daily Show. Yeah. I don't know what the characters <laughs> uh, are called. It's Tyrese and Al Madrigal. Rodriguez so cool. and Stroud. Al Madrigal from The Daily Show is Rodriguez and Tyrese Gibson is Stroud. Anyways. They might be characters from the comics, too, but I did not even look and I don't care. Yeah. All you need to know is that they're the most stereotypical, like, cop even there's like FBI agents like cop partners as ever you've ever fucking seen in any movie ever yeah it's uh it's the the poorest poor man's version of Seven's uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt after I just watched that a couple weeks ago that this was not that let's just put it that way yeah but that's that's when Milo shows up at the lab and finds Morbius having like locked himself in a room because he's trying to see basically he's been doing these tests and he's figured out that he can subsist off of the he's got like the the hunger of a bat right now right like he's just thirsting for blood because he's a living vampire and in the fucking name and he's found that the artificial blood which is blue will like stop him from vamping and will stop him from getting sick i guess and vamping it i don't fucking know stop him from doing something bad if he uh, drinks it, like, every six minutes, but that effect is reducing, and eventually figures out, I'm gonna have to drink actual blood, which, like, it's the 21st century. Like, you can get and drink blood without fucking killing people. Like, Well, like, it doesn't even, like, mention animal blood you know, at all, either. Like, yeah. you could probably get enough cow's blood to fucking drown yourself in at a butcher shop like, mm-hmm. three times a day. So, maybe find an alternative yeah. that you can drink, and just shut the fuck up. So anyways, but then when Milo helps him by giving him some of the blood from the freezer, he like sees that Morbius like it cures him and he's like, "Oh yeah, fuck, give me some of that shit." And Morbius yeah. is like, "No, I can't do this to you. Like it's turned me into something terrible." And Milo's like, "Fuck you, dude. Give me some." And yeah. Stop hogging yeah. the good shit. And ultimately off screen milo just fucking injects himself with some random vial that he finds on the bench and luckily it is the right one that fucking turned morbius into the living vampire so milo also turns into living vampire but was he not based on his own dna so like or what, did i miss i guess it doesn't matter because this all i don't know is just i don't know if he, made, if he just automatically made one for milo too or what but yeah yeah, because they do, like, expressly show him, like, putting it in the fucking rack on the table. And then, like, it almost feels like Milo looks at it before he even knows what's going on and steals it ahead of time. Because yeah. they don't really show him going back to it and grabbing it. But he looks at it before he goes into the room with uh, Morbius. And I am I was like, after that scene was over, I'm like, wait, did he steal it before he even knew what was going on? Is he just a prick klepto? Because they show him <laughs> being like, he goes and gets himself into a fight in the, as a kid early on. We didn't talk about. Yeah. And he's kind yeah. of a dick. You know what I mean? Like, they're both assholes, I guess. Really, yeah, like to in each other end. into like everybody around them. So this is true. Anyway, and then we have this whole sequence where like there's something stalking one of the nurses at the lab in like the most the hallway with the most overly dramatic fucking lighting ever. Like, there's only the longest light in hallway one hallway ever. What building in New York is that fucking big that it could have a hall that fucking long? That doesn't <laughs> right? even make sense to me, right? Like yeah, it doesn't make any. <laughs> No, it does so, not make anyway. any fucking sense. And, you know, we're, we're supposed to believe that it's Morbius and he, you know, killed somebody else without thinking about it. Because, like, really, you know, he's like, oh, it's kind of like the fucking wait, Lazarus Pits in Batman, right? I don't know. I didn't fucking know yet at that point. I, I as couldn't... soon as he walked off camera, I was like, he totally stole one of those fucking vials because he looked at them. The camera told you that he stole that. No, so I, I'm like, I, it's I literally missed. him. So I was like, wait, it's not Morbius. It, it's not Morbius. It has to be the other guy. Like, it yeah. was so obvious right away that what had happened, and I was like, oh, man, this is disappointing. Anyway. Yeah. And then there were me like, oh, we framed him for murder. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Right. He already killed eight people. Like, he was already <laughs> fucking yeah. up for murder. Like, it didn't matter. I Yeah, because the the fucking thing is that these the serum sort of it does like the Lazarus Pit thing, right? Like yes. where when as soon as you are exposed to it, you just fucking go like mad and you just fucking kill people until you calm down, kind of thing. And so that you know, it drove. That's why Morbius killed all those dudes on the boat, and that's why Milo killed this nurse in the hospital or lab or whatever the fuck it is. Private clinic. I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, so then the next morning Morbius wakes up and he's like, finds out that this nurse has been killed and thinks that he fucking did it. And so he's like, shit, I got to get out of here. He grabs a bunch of blood out of the head of his freezer and tries to leave. And then the cops catch up with them and they start like questioning him about what happened on the boat. And then the cops get a call about the nurse that died or has been murdered. And they're like, well, that, Fucking means that it's this dude because it's his lab and everything. So they try to arrest him and he fucking runs up to the roof and tries to jump off, but he can't cause wind effects. I don't fucking know. Something stupid happens. Yeah, I, was, that, is, I have no idea what was going on here at all. No, it is not conveyed well and then at just all. He turns himself in. Yeah, so and then he's just like, Well, I guess I can't get away. And then yeah, he just turns himself into the cops. And so he's in jail and the cops are like questioning him about like why you kill those dudes on the boat and just goes nowhere. And that chasing literally happened because there hadn't been an action beat in like eight minutes. So they needed another action beat. Like they just yeah. like it had been too long since an action beat had happened. So it's fucking terrible because they literally could have just arrested him there and like been done with this whole sequence. Instead of just yeah. like a five minute sequence where they chase him up to the roof. He realizes he can't fly, which we already knew because he's not flown 15,000 times already yeah and then, then like i don't know Ugh. i think this is the round where like i kind of give up on this movie <laughs> really it took this long well no because like up until they're on the boat like the way, it's the boat where like everything just completely like at, up until that point there's like kind of a through line to it at that point it just goes completely off the fucking rails like it's completely gone so he's in prison or a holding cell or whatever and milo shows up pretending to be his lawyer and says, like, I'm going to help you get out of here. But, like, all this is really just to set up because Milo leaves this cane behind. And when he walks, he's walking out. You see him, like, straighten up. And, you know, clearly he's cured. And, you know, he's taken the fucking serum as well. And and Morbius is like, oh, shit. He's an asshole. He's not going to use this power responsibility. Not like me. I don't fucking know. And. Morbius is, oh, and he, Milo leaves him like a bag of blood too, so that he can be strong and everything. And so, yeah, Morbius breaks out of the prison and goes and hunts down Milo. And then you see, you know, Milo admits that he was the one that killed the nurse. And, but, you know, he's totally fucking lucid now and he's still just fucking randomly killing and attacking dudes on the street. Well, that guy said a bad thing about his love er, friend. (laughs) yeah uh, the guy who he bought the Daily Bugle from, and related news, for the love of fuck, please hire somebody who actually knows what a newspaper looks like to, to design your props. <laughs> movie people. Because like every time they showed The Daily Bugle, I was like, that doesn't even look like it looks like what a high school kid thinks a newspaper looked like in 1932, and then yeah. they reproduced it on in Microsoft Word.: Which is like, the only reference in this movie to anything relating to Spider-Man as well. Like uh, not until, until the end. Well, they yeah, say, say it in dialogue, even though it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Where there's yeah. no Spider-Man in this universe. Whereas we'll in the there. trailer, they clearly had like multiple moments alluding that there were connections to actual fucking Spider-Man. Like there was an Oscorp building and shit like that shown. And then they there's just removed all of that. Spider-Man in the background that he walks yeah. by in one of the yeah. trailers. None yeah, of yeah, that. It's not in this in movie None at all. None of that in the fucking movie. Yeah. No. Just all fucking trying to trick people into thinking like back this to is Venom. It's yeah. basically the only thing you get. Oh, this is credits. in the universe. Yeah, there's there's references to that crazy thing that happened in San Francisco. Yeah. And then Morbius at one he point. He seems like, to know Venom was specifically, too, right? Yeah, because really he vamps out at one point and, like, tries to creep out a criminal by saying, I'm Venom. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. And the criminal seems to know who it is. And I'm like, how does that work? We just saw those movies. It didn't seem like a big public event. That yeah, Venom right? was like a thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Venom is not a household name. Anyways, so then he finds Milo and they have a big fucking fight in the subways and shit like that. And ultimately, Morbius figures out that he can fly through the subways in front of a yeah, in in front of a subway. I don't know. It's a fucking terrible effect. Every time Morbius flies, it looks like he's just like a ragdoll model that's just flopping around in the wind honestly looks like he doesn't know how to sit on a fucking flying rig is what it looks like when he's <laughs> doing the flying thing he looks like he's off balance it like doesn't he's doing this the whole he's lessons get, from Henry like, Cavill. That, you know when i don't it, understand when... i know chris reeve is god but like there's somebody... And that's the pose that morbius like strikes in the comics when he's flying right it's like a yeah. big like Arms astride, you know, arms wide, legs wide, kind of thing. The flags so, like, it just... pose. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, like don't basically. do the flags. It don't do that in live action. Oh man. <laughs> it's just... none of this is good, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like they put this movie out expressly for everybody to just fucking shit on, too. <laughs> That's what gets me about this. Like, why did you even put this out? Because there's gonna be a bunch of people fucking screaming about how fucking terrible it is. Like Every podcast in the world in the geek sphere this week is just going to be a bunch of like a pair of white dudes staring at each other being like, how the fuck does this shit even happen? Like how? (laughs) 3,000 podcasts of white dudes just going, what (laughs) the fuck? Guys, 6,000 of us paid to see this movie so that we could record these fucking terrible podcasts. Why? And then like 100 podcasts of like Snyder Bros and Venom Bros. They're like trying to fool themselves into thinking this is the best piece of cinema this year so far (laughs) this is the best thing since the Snyder Cut best thing since Venom 2 which was like three (laughs) weeks ago it feels like fucking goddamn nightmare oh yeah and Milo Milo kills a bunch of fucking cops oh yeah yeah there was that we were really clear who's the bad bad guy and who's just (laughs) the bad good guy that sequence where like homeboy's fucking gonna fly or whatever like it's all slow-mo and poor fucking Matt Smith is running down the the platform in like basically his doctor caught co- like a shitty version of his doctor costume yeah. it's like nikes Sweet. and a suit yeah. and like a terrible fucking face appliance that he does not look happy he's wearing running in slow-mo for what feels like eight years <laughs> 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 yeah. it's fucking baffling i just oh my god i don't know right this is where the cops see the fucking footage or whatever do they know that matt smith's not like yeah yeah so the only they, they vampire see, or sorry oh, no morbius no that's the that's only vampire later. yeah because oh, okay. uh because Ma- that's when milo goes out to like the club or whatever but yeah Mor- morbius goes back to martine tells her that oh this is the uh, milo, scene. right yeah tells her that milo's involved and then they're at breakfast and then a couple of counterfeiters come in and try and pass off counterfeit bills and Morbius is we. There's way too many fucking close-ups on Jared Leto's ears. I don't need to see those that close up because they do it every time. Like that, he can hear and like see the little fucking weird membranes. Make like the hairs or whatever that's I in there. Like- yeah, I don't like it. And no, it so gross. he overhears these counterfeiters and like talk about going back to their lab. And so he hears that and he's like, "I need a lab. I can't go back to my lab." So and it just. Baffling writing decision. He follows these counterfeiters to their lab. No, Tim. No, Tim. He doesn't follow them to their lab. First, he just stops and robs paramedics of fucking medical supplies. (laughs) Just randomly, he does does steal. I was like, he does just steal some some blood that yeah was just sitting in like a cooler that near a fucking ambulance. Baffled me. He gets up and is like, "I gotta go deal with this thing." And he gets up and walks out. And you think he's following these two guys back to their print shop, which is not a fucking lab, btw. But like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he, I don't, he just goes down this alley, and all of a sudden he's go, ruffling through these bags. And I'm like, "Are those the? Were those guys carrying bags? What the fuck's happening?" And then he pulls out blood or the blue artificial blood, and he walks yeah. away. And you realize that he's in paramedics. He's just robbing a paramedic. And I was like, yeah. "Where did they show the ambulance?" How did he know that they were carrying artificial blood? Why is he robbing them? Like, And I hope they're not de- treating somebody that needed that. I hope that wasn't a, like a GSW or something like that where they <laughs> right? were going like to need that. Like a trauma fucking right? patient. Yeah, where they're, they're going to have to infuse this person. So I'm like, this guy's such a fucking prick. And then he goes and fucking follows these guys to their print shop. <laughs> yeah. To their counterfeit print shop. And <sighs> Morbius fights them all because we need another fucking action sequence. sequence. It's been 38 seconds since we've had an action mm-hmm. sequence. Like that's how they keep you get gotta get through the movie. And yet, and yet I just I the action just none of it satisfied me to any fucking extent whatsoever. I left this thinking that there was like no action fucking in it. Because everything was all it was <laughs> all either CGI bullshit or Jared Leto overacting while he pretended to break somebody's hand, even in like the most unconvincing way I've ever seen somebody pretend to break somebody's hand. He's like the worst actor I've ever seen. It's crazy. You know, he said he found the role surprisingly challenging since it was less character driven than his prior performances and closer to his real life personality. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate this guy. He was just in this (laughs) movie with Anne Hathaway. I cannot watch this Anne Hathaway movie because he's the co-star of it. And I'm like, I fucking hate him. I won't watch. I love you, Anne. Like, I can't watch this movie you're in with him because he makes me want to kill. Well, mostly just him. Like, I hate him. Can't do it. Can't do it. What movie is that? I don't even remember. It just came out, but I want to see it because I like her. Oh, yeah. So, this. All right. I got distracted looking at that Hathaway. What are we talking about again? We're talking about. uh... Oh, shit. What are we talking about? I'm really high. Oh, Morbius. Oh, man. This this is where Morbius decides that he's going to make. Biochemistry lab equipment out of screen printers that were being used for counterfeiting. They're not even screen printers, they're like digital fucking UV presses. Like none of this makes sense at all. Like they're <laughs> no, one-off sheet. Whatever. But he takes six pieces from these fucking presses and somehow turns that into like a DNA synthesizer. What yeah. the actual fuck. Like I I think it gave every Me and every other scientist in the greater Toronto area, a brain bleed. Like everybody else was just like, had one of those like blood from your nose sort of moments, like sympathetic to me when I watched that scene. Yeah. I kind of had a similar feeling to that because they were using print shop equipment that I'm very familiar with the (laughs) utilization of to do shit that Tim does in his science bullshit. (laughs) So like, what the fuck? To insert bat genes into human DNA. No, in this case, they're trying to make. You know what? It wasn't a movie. It was a series. She was. They were supposed to be in together. That's right. Some drama streaming television thing. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch her in something. It's called uh, We Crashed. I don't know. Okay, it's on Apple TV. I was like, I'll watch Anne Hathaway. And then I saw her co-star was Jared fucking Leto, and I was like, well, out. Sorry. Yeah, so Morbius makes basically an antidote for the serum, but it's really just a poison. Like, it's gonna kill it's gonna, he makes one for Milo and one for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is when we see Milo, like, going out for his fucking little night out and uh, he, in what I think is the most villainous thing about this entire movie and this character, he wears a tie that matches his shirt. Has yeah. the same stripes as his shirt. It's like, what? Yeah. What the fuck is that? That is just hideous. Yeah, I, I get it. This guy's an asshole. You don't have to make that extra fucking costume decision. Yep. And then they do the rote <laughs> villain. You know what? This is where I went to the bathroom, and I have uh, my brain's version of this scene where he sexually harasses this girl and kills a bunch of dudes, and then gets stopped because, like, no, he's too powerful. Not, not quite. He hits on the girl, and the girl's kind of like into it. But then, like, her boyfriend, or whoever she's there with, or whatever, like, oh, starts taking offense to of it. The scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, okay. it's still, you know, a rote fucking stereotype. <laughs> this a, is not the one trope. you're thinking. It's yeah. still a TV trope. up. Okay. Yeah, it. exactly. And then, you know, they, you know, tell him to fucking get lost, and then he waits outside for them when they're all hammered, and beats the shit out of them, and drinks all their blood. And that's when he gets caught on camera, and... Then okay. the agents can see, oh, wait, maybe there's somebody else and it wasn't Morbius that killed all these people or whatever. So, or at least the nurse. I don't know. I literally got like a bunch of text messages and kind of had to pee at that point in the movie and was like, this is a good time to fucking take a break from this horse shit, is Eddie? <laughs> and basically read a bunch of text messages while I walked to the bathroom to pee and came back. Uh, and by that point, like it was Morbius on screen again. And I was just kind of, I, I morbidly, yeah, <laughs> you know, just walked back to my seat. Yeah. You, you didn't anyway. miss much, but... I didn't think I did. So, well, obviously, I didn't think I did. I basically told you the scene that I thought yeah. happened. And you were like, no, it wasn't that version of it. It was, it was version it's 2B of it. It was slightly different. Yeah. It was not... You were talking about version 1C of it, not version 2B. Yeah. But like, it's the same idea. Like, oh, okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and so the FBI agents are like, shit, this is a problem. We're going to release these images to press and see if like anybody can help us find this guy and then Nicholas, their like daddy doctor guy, sees them on I would like to point out that like the FBI thing is clear evidence that there's no Spider-Man in this world because they are in New York and if there was fucking vampires or some random shit running around and yeah. you were a cop, the first thing you'd be doing is like, I gotta find the guy who is spider powered to fight the yeah. fucking vampires. Because I'm not <laughs> doing this on my own. That's how you know there's no Spider-Man in this universe, because nobody fucking calls him to fight the goddamn vampires. Because <laughs> that's who I'd call. Yeah, Spider-Man is there for this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Nicholas goes to visit Milo and finds that Milo has been cured and like tries to tell him you need to stop, like this is bad. And Milo's like, no, I like doing this, and Morbius is an asshole, and kind of right. And he is like, totally right. And I'm like, that's my problem with this movie is I'm like, yeah, he gets his vampire powers and he kind of relishes it, and I'm like, yeah, relate. Like, I would be in exactly the same boat, probably. (laughs) It's hard to fault him for that after living the life that he led. I'm having a hard time not sympathizing with him. This sucks. (laughs) This movie's terrible. Why did you do this? (laughs) And then Milo slices open his surrogate father's guts and then leaves him there to die. And then... Nicholas calls Morbius call as he's, he's like, like, just call Morbius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just as he's like, just as the he's house sitting house. there fucking bleeding out. And oh, in between here, you see Morbius back at his new quote unquote lab. And <sighs> Martine like cuts her finger on a fucking tin of cat food. And like a tiny fucking drop of blood comes out of her finger, and Morbius is all like, "Oh!" starts vamping out. I'm hungry. Oh, uh, and then like 30 seconds later, fucking he gets the call from Nicholas, and he's like, "says I'm dying. You need to come help me." And whatever, Morbius hurries over. Morbius is sitting there like with his surrogate father dude that's just like fucking bleeding out, and like is not having any fucking glimpse of his hunger or whatever to bite him or to drink his blood or like you know having to fight back his vampire side like he was like fucking two minutes earlier with Martine well like his dad called him for help and then like (laughs) I guess he had a cell phone and didn't call an ambulance even though his guts were like all over the we died like right in front of him yeah I don't know he had to take like at least 10 minutes to get there he had enough time to call an ambulance that could have been now though I hate this fucking movie like I don't I don't even know why I do this podcast anymore Just fucking, yeah. I don't understand and so while Morbius is over watching his father die and not doing anything about it Milo kidnaps Martine and takes her to the top of a building and basically like uses her heartbeat and her you know calling out to Morbius to you know get bait Morbius there and Morbius gets there. And we see that Martine has been it what initially feels like an 11th hour fridging to begin with. And then they walk it back like fucking two minutes later and she, she's a vampire. Now we see at the like very closing sequence, but so he comes and like finds Martine there, like lying there, like bleeding out and Morbius like lets her drink a little, like they kiss and, she bites his lip and drinks a little bit of his blood and i guess that's how she becomes a vampire i don't yeah, know but like he feeds on her too before he goes and fights matt smith right like, yeah he feeds she on does her. he does because so like, yeah you can't fucking turn somebody that doesn't have any blood left in their body that's how Because like works, she and... tells him to right she's like yo go fucking i don't know <laughs> hey, go yeah, yeah, him no, champ totally. or whatever kind of thing and tells them to feed on her why she's not gonna die from what's going I don't I've just I didn't none of this meant like made me feel like she was in mortal peril at that point at all just that he'd been kind of torturing her to get her to scream for Morbius to show up and then all of a sudden he's like you see him dig his nail into her throat like just and then they cut away kind of thing so I guess the implication is that he like cuts her throat open with his fucking long weird fingernail or whatever I don't know (sighs) let's get through the rest of this shit so Morbius chases Milo and they fight at the top of buildings and then they go into this fucking weird six story sewer that's apparently underneath New York City. This is like it's literally almost as baffling as the fucking fight in the giant <laughs> church at the end of Venom 2. Like yeah. It's almost the same fight. Like, I can't fucking tell what's happening at all. It's two of yeah. these characters were all dressed in black on a black background booming around with flash smoke effects over top of them. You can't tell what the fuck's happening until it goes into a slow-mo shot of, like, an extreme angle that goes on for, like, Zack Snyder levels of fucking (laughs) time in slow-mo and then cuts back to action. It's fucking indecipherable. And then you see the super slow-mo shot of one of them getting punched in the face, but, like, it doesn't matter. And then it speeds back up into indecipherable horse shit again. It's just, like, and it's so loud. On top of it, it's just this like enormously loud fucking cacophony of horse shit. Like you can't oh, tell what the bats. fuck's going on. And, yeah. Screaming and they're fucking yelling <laughs> at each other. And, and oh my god, what a disaster of yeah. an action sequence! Like it actually made the one from the end of Venom Two look cohesive and fucking cogent, which <laughs> yeah. is just like the most baffling sentence I've had to say this year. <laughs> and the the climax of this fucking fight. Is that Morbius like gets knocked out, and he realizes he has some new power that he didn't know about before to like summon Batman and Begins control power. bats? Yeah, is <laughs> The Batman Begins. We didn't talk about that. Where like he they rip off the Batman Begins scene where he's with the bat orgy, where the mm-hmm. bats are swooping around him, like mm-hmm. in Batman Begins, and then also that Zack Snyder ripped off for his shitty fucking Batman movie later, where the yeah. kid floated. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Because it, oh, yeah. it was a dream, but maybe not. Yeah. god, I wish was a dream. So he just summons every bat out of... Yeah, he's using, like, Bat Hadouken. It's like <laughs> I literally wrote that. <laughs> <He> sum- <laughs> the bats somehow, like, fly around him and revive Morbius and then somehow this cloud of airborne bats acts as a solid to attack Milo. Like, I literally laughed out loud when Morbius shoots a cloud of bats like a Street Fighter Hadoopkin at Milo. They're so fucking nebulous. I don't even understand <laughs> what his powers are supposed to be in this movie. Like, it makes no sense. Can he turn into smoke? <laughs> kind kind of? of. But not like, really. Not really. <laughs> so, for, like, for a split second, maybe. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he. So he Shinku Adoken's fucking, this guy, and then stabs him in the chest with his fucking, his doodad, that kind of looks like a sonic screwdriver, which I thought yeah, was kind of funny. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Killing him now, finally. <laughs> and then Milo dies in his arms, and it's not sad at all. And then, the basically, that's pretty much it. Like, he just fucking, tr- like, takes off. He yeah, he fucks off. Yeah, he just fucks off, and you see... Basically, you see Martine... The feds show up, right? Yeah, the feds show up. Yeah, Martine's eyes open, and they're red now, and she's a vampire now. And then he flies off into the night and cut to credits. And then... The cool-looking credits play for a half a second, which is great. Because you're like, oh, wow, these credits are cool. This is the best part of this movie, these credits. And then all of a sudden, we see a jail cell. And things get real fucking bad. Yeah, and then in what I can only describe as studio negotiations playing out in front of us on screen yeah. oh my god the, right the mcu in you know a, a tie-in to the events of spider-man no way home the mcu gives up its best spider-man villain to the worst comic book movie universe worst comic book movie period maybe at this point this might be <laughs> well, I mean, the, the worst one we've seen Movie, yes but like this whole saying, universe we've almost seen them that, all at this that point is, on this podcast and this might be the worst fucking thing I've seen so far that we've watched. Have to, and then have to watch Fant fan Four Stick at some point. <sighs> Let's see if that's. I've seen words. it. This is worse than that. Like I've seen that movie. So what happens is Adrian Tombs, the Vulture, from the first far from Home. I don't know. Well, Homecoming. From, yeah, from Spider-Man. Uh, yep. Homecoming. Homecoming. First one. Okay, yes, from Spider Man Homecoming. Home's home Mysterio, No Way yeah. Home is. Right, right, right. Whatever that cluster yeah, yeah. fuck is uh, at the end of the day. I rewatched yeah, right. it and I was like, yeah, this really doesn't hold together except for the nostalgia, eh? Whoopsie yeah. daisy. Oh, well. oh um, didn't I fucking tell you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I knew it wasn't going. I think I said it on the review. I'm like, I really am really weirdly reticent to say this, any of this, because I loved this movie right now, but I know yeah. it's going to fall apart in the rewatch and it totally yeah. does. I still <laughs> like him, like that Spider Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. his story, but like, as soon as he starts getting into like all the fucking like other guys, I'm like, I don't care anymore. This movie sucks, <laughs> anyway. But Spider Man or uh, Adrian Toomes, the Vulture from Spider Man Homecoming, fucking, Why am I blanking on the actor's fucking Michael name. Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton just shows up. The best yeah. actor in this movie by a country mile finally shows up in the after just, credit <laughs> sequence. He just shows up in a prison. Who in this? universe after we see like the flashes in the sky like the you know the sky opening up as what was the events unfolding at the end of spider-man no way home you know universe getting all fucked up and shit like that and one of the things that happened is that the vulture is now in a prison in this universe and gets out because like they've Find it. Figure out that like we don't have any charges against this dude in our universe. How did he get into prison? They just and he doesn't exist either. let, they him, just go so they just let him go. Yeah. yeah, He has no identity basically in this universe. And then, yeah, the uh, we have another post credit scene or mid credit scene where he meets up in a fucking field somewhere with Morbius, and like they decide they talk about like making a fucking team to quote unquote do some good. And I just. I couldn't drive home after that because my eyes were rolled back so far in my head. <laughs> but first of all, Morbius is free and driving around in what is a half a million dollar car somehow, even though he's probably a fugitive, I would imagine. At this yeah, point. it's very much like that, like, all oh, the, you know, dude that's free from all his responsibilities driving around in a fucking convertible and,
1: you yeah, know, no, no worries kind sense. of thing.
0: And it, uh, yeah, that scene, that scene does not fit at the end of this movie. Because he can fly, first of all, so why is he driving anything? <laughs> And whatever. And then second of all, fucking Vulture shows up in a new vulture costume that is much more like cartoonishly bird-like. And immediately is like, I don't know why I got here. It has something to do with Spider-Man. Morbius doesn't really acknowledge this fact, doesn't say anything (laughs) about like who the fuck is Spider-Man? What are you fucking talking about? Because we I mean, I just trashed New York and no Spider-Man fucking punched me in the face like (laughs) he should have. So there's clearly no fucking Spider-Man in this world. So what the fuck is going on? And that's the end of the movie. So that's it, and that's the end of Morbius. At least it was short. It was an hour and yeah, forty minutes. We could have hours. had, we could have had two and a half hours of this mark. Oh god! Somewhere there's probably a two and a half hour cut of this movie that the Venom and Snyder Bros are gonna fucking like clamor for now. So I know a robot can hear me because I'm in front of like, <laughs> like a lot of money worth of computer equipment. So when you guys take over, I'm on your side just so you know. All right, friends? iPads and shit? Siri, I'm always nice to you. Because holy shit, we don't deserve to exist after this movie was made. Like, as a species, we're done. We're done as a fucking species now. Yeah, we clearly peaked a long, long time ago. The Matrix, they did. That's why it's 1999. (laughs) We peaked in 1999, guys. Radiohead was it. And so what you're saying is that everything since then is the machines trying to replicate some version of entertainment. And this yes. is what they've decided we yeah. want to see. Does this feel like an AI script? <laughs> it really does. It feels like a fucking AI script. It like feels it was like a procedurally magic. generated fucking script. It does. It feels, like, it feels like a fucking robot wrote this goddamn script. <laughs> I don't know how to review this movie. Like, I have no idea what to talk about. Because the entire cast is terrible in it. The cast that is, like, in other things, competent. Lane from Mad Men is dope as shit in Mad Men. Matt Smith, I didn't like him as the Doctor, but he's been good in other things. He is terrible in this. Jared Leo is the worst actor in the history of the galaxy. (laughs) Like, he's so bad. He's sleepwalking through this whole fucking thing so badly. Like, no no sense of emotion whatsoever or strife or angst or like fucking humor or anything. And then you've got fucking poor Adria Arjano who looks like she's being held at gunpoint <laughs> to do most of her fucking lines. No chemistry whatsoever <laughs> no. between oh Morius and Martine. No, he looks like, like he wants negative, to run away negative, from her. Negative chemistry. <laughs> she looks afraid to be in the room with him and he looks like he'd rather be anywhere but anywhere close to this gorgeous woman. So I don't know what the fuck's going on at all. Even the child actor that they had playing young Michael was just awful. Awful. Just awful. Like, (sighs) and then this after credit shit. So like, (laughs) that's how they solved the plot hole that I brought up while we did our No Way Home review. The best fucking villain they had was Adrian Toomes and he knew who Spider-Man was. So what happened to him? They have taken this fucking excellent, excellent character that everybody says is one of the best villains in the MCU, and they mm-hmm. shunted him off into this dog shit where he's probably going to have to do a movie across from Andrew Garfield where they arc weld all of this onto Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 3 or something like that. <laughs> I feel bad for Andrew Garfield. He's fucked if he does that movie. <laughs> like, he's fucked. People are going to be like, oh, we want Andrew Garfield. Because now the, mm-hmm. the bros have started to clamber on to the, to the Amazing Spider-Man 3, uh, Spider-Man 4 shit, right? Like, that's the next yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the next Snyder Bro thing. Is everybody yes, wants everybody more Spider-Man movie? We need amazing. 900 yeah. Spider-Man actively happening at all times, all the time. Well, same with one. Batman, right? They they want it's they're going to be their Batman, right? They want like 80 different fucking takes on it, and you know we want the the light fun one, the Lego Batman one, the animated one, and that sure. fucking Spider Verse, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. know I agree. Do you do you not think that that was like literally like that oh, was yeah. how they got spidey like got tom holland like firmly into the mcu is they're like all right but you got to give us some characters and like we're not going to tell you which ones we just get to pick which ones they are later and like as soon as that fucking homecoming movie came out sony came over and we're like we want that one give us yeah. that it's only- <laughs> you made it it is good Like we can make Michael Keaton the center of a fucking villain franchise. That makes no fucking sense because there's no goddamn Spider-Man in that universe. It makes no fucking sense why he's angry anymore. Cause couldn't he also forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and like half of the reason why he, I just, it makes no fucking sense. Anyway. The only reason that that villain is so as good as it is, is because of the personal connection that he has to Peter through MJ. Right. And like, so the, now that that is fucking totally lost in this universe, Liz. it was Liz. It wasn't MJ. It was, it was Liz. Liz. Not. Yeah. Sorry. It was yeah. his first girlfriend, Liz. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Sorry, <sighs> Michael Keaton. Man, he's getting tossed around like a piece of fucking right now. You know what I mean? He's in everything. This guy. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Good for him. He's getting fucking paid. Who's getting those Bruce Willis dollars? You know what I mean? At the end of his career. <laughs> Holy shit. Now he's stuck with this nonsense. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to make anything else. After. This movie's going to flop. I hope not. So yeah. fucking hard. This movie's going to flop. So fucking hard, dude. There was two people in the auditorium that I saw it in. You saw it with thirty people in Toronto. It's That's projected awesome. to do like forty million this weekend, and its budget is only seventy five million.
1: Yeah, but like the I Venom think it's possible for it to make its even. budget back.
0: Yeah, the Venom movies broke even like opening week. Yeah. The weekend. The f- yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I don't think it's going to break even this weekend. Yeah, no, they they broke no, those movies did fairly well shot. Remember, like we were like, holy fuck, that did really well. Like, how did that? Happen? Yeah, I think it was like, you know, two or three hundred million or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, was, I hope to God they do not make another fucking sequel of this or involve this character in any way in any future movies. Yeah, like, so I don't know, even know like, do you want to talk about anything in this, like review it any way, shape <laughs> or form? Because I'm I, like, I don't even know. What I to still have a, a few other notes like did this plot not feel like a cartoon plot to you? Like someone took a script from a bad episode of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and decided just to make a feature-length fucking live-action movie out of it? Yeah, an AI. A robot. Yeah, it's just so fucking formulaic. It was like just... they fed an AI a bunch of the Spider-Man animated series scripts that hadn't featured Morbius, and were like, yeah. take all the Spider-Man stuff out of it and spit me out a movie. Yeah, <laughs> Make me something good. It has to be really uncomfortable for a big chunk of it because is <laughs> gonna be the lead. Oh, wait, you don't have yeah, to do just, anything to make it uncomfortable. He's just gonna make it uncomfortable by existing in frame. <laughs> Sorry. And just and and like the that cartoon, every fucking character er, character is one dimensional. They all just feel like just fucking stereotypes, like that, the mad scientist, the don't hot don't assistant. Fucking, don't belittle that cartoon by comparing it to this <laughs> shit. That was a good Ugh. fucking show, man. Maybe for when we were 10, granted. But this wouldn't even hold up to me when I was ten. Don't besmirch the Spider-Man animated series of our youth by comparing it to this. What are you doing? Every (laughs) Every (laughs) one of them is a character trope, right? The mad scientist, the hot assistant, the disapproving mentor, the sick rich guy, the fucking like mismatched cops, like one hard boiled and one serious, like one goof and the other like goofy and nerdy and everything. Like just like Oh, it's a movie just filled with tropes. It's yeah, like it's like somebody took TV tropes, the website, and just like, bashed it into a script. You would get this movie (laughs) and put Morbius on the title or whatever. (laughs) Cast Jared Leto in it for some reason. And the writing was so bad. Like one, it was just needlessly fucking melodramatic. Nowhere near the action. Yeah, the dialogue was really bad, and just the plot itself was like it's so bad. Like nobody talks like that it's like
1: <laughs> so it's, it's still, almost
0: dude. like wwe speak you know what you I mean like oh my god it was so baffling anyway yeah <laughs> it was to the point the writing was so bad that i couldn't ever figure out what it is that actually causes morbius to vamp out to tr- transform into the living vampire i couldn't figure out if it was when he's hangry or when he's just well, they angry make the or when he's a hulk joke in yeah. the middle of this piece of shit of <laughs> yeah, course they dude, to when make he's... that you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. I almost fucking because like am i You want to talk about eyeballs rolling out of your fucking head? I had to chase <laughs> one down the goddamn aisle through this piece of shit when they said that line. Yeah. Or or if it's when he's a couple of times he like drinks real blood and that's what allows him to fucking vamp out. Like it's not clear at all what it, like the rules by which this character operates and the transformation happens. And he said earlier, the editing was terrible. Just super choppy action sequences especially it felt like about like twice as many cuts as necessary the, especially that one on the ship which like yeah it's in tight quarters but like you decided to put this fucking fight in tight quarters you should fucking know how to shoot in tight quarters to make it not feel like a disjointed goddamn mess there's five fucking storyboard artists on this movie that were credited on this movie and they couldn't fucking figure out a sequence <laughs> to save their life somehow it's either that or this was just cut to shit like it must have just been edited yeah, yeah, into like this- like, like the 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 director and editors were like trying to piece something together, like a mosaic out of like a of like, like bunch of fucking like broken glass on the floor, kind of thing from just hours of garbage footage. They're like, "What can we salvage from this?" Honestly, that's kind of what it feels like. This movie is is just like a big salvage job, like a seventy million dollar salvage job. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they made this. Like, I, it, it, like it actually kind of confuses me as to why like this movie happened and like why we paid to see it and why we're recording an episode of the podcast about it and all this other fucking questions that I have about my existence at this point. Yeah, like I hope this is enter- I hope you are all entertained out there. I hope that my mental breakdown that this movie is causing is entertaining to you because don't go watch this movie. It like, is very suitable that this movie released on April Fools' Day cuz it felt like a We're fucking is on being April on- yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it did absolutely feel like I actually thought about that. I'm like, wait, is this a bad version of this is movie? Oh, they're going <laughs> to put like the good version of it on on Saturday or something like that. <laughs> so I gonna have to go again. <laughs> and, like this is a big fucking elaborate Jared Leto joke. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> if that's the case? Sony, well played, <laughs> well played. <laughs> I'm still waiting to watch it on fucking streaming. I'm not going back in the theater to see it. I don't give a shit if the new cut fucking like should win Academy Awards. Not after this piece of shit. Oh my god! And and you mentioned that it was just like a fucking noisy mess too. Like the sound design was just absolutely cacophonous. The score couldn't decide whether it wanted to be the Hans Zimmer score from the dark Knight, or something from Spider-Man or something dark and ominous from a Chris Nolan movie or Mm -hmm. something dark and ominous from an old fucking universal, like monster Monster movie. movie, It was all over the place. tonally. Incidentally, just like the script and the whole movie are. So it kind of matches up everywhere. It's a disaster to listen to the score. And then yes, (laughs) the sound design itself is just like Uh, the bat's reaches. The bat screeches and flaps oh, and shit like that were just obnoxiously mixed. A whole yeah. movie was just like fucking just an assault on my ears and not in a good way, like not in like a fucking like Star Wars, Star Trek, like pew pew fucking like cool sounds going on around me and shit It was just like noise and just indistinguishable yeah. anything kind of thing. Right? It was just muddy as hell. It's very rare that I am in a movie theater that's fairly well-balanced. Like, the theater I see these things in is, like, a pretty good Dolby Atmos room, and I my tinnitus starts acting up in the middle of the mm-hmm. movie. It was so loud and kind of, like, tinny, like, that too-loud reverby kind of sound, that it was yeah. making my tinnitus flare up as I was sitting there watching some of the action sequences, which is really, like, the most fucking awesome cinematic experience you can have, is <laughs> when the sound in the theater triggers an ailment that you already have from weird too loud sounds. So that's basically my review of Morbius. Zero out of ten. It triggered my tinnitus and the best part about this movie was that I watched it with a big bag of popcorn and a coke that was so big that I should have diabetes by now, but I don't think I do. So, <laughs> fuck. <sighs> For me, I will give this movie a one out of 10. There is virtually nothing redeeming out of it. I was, and I'm going to use like sort of the scheme I generally use with terrible movies is like, how much of the movie could I say? I was like genuinely entertained. And I think I could maybe generously say 10% of the runtime. That's probably rounding up. I was like genuinely entertained by something that was happened, but like majority of it is just a sloppy pile of shitty acting and post production piled on top of a terrible script like it's a shit Sunday covered with curdled whipped cream and like just rotten cherries piled on top yeah somebody puked on yeah, well, <laughs> yeah this is a bad one i whew, i mean now we got the bile out on it and stuff Because, like ooh, my good god it's geek cred time don't go see what? it yeah don't go see it absolutely do not go see it <laughs> Do not give this money. Do not encourage them to make more of this. i had enough 6,000 podcasters have already gone to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, If you have to watch this with, like, just out of morbid curiosity, wait until it's streaming on a service you already pay for. And get bombed first because <laughs> it's not worth it otherwise. Ruined. <laughs> and like, invite some friends over because it's like best of the worst territory. You know what, yeah. though? Watch Venom first because at least that one's entertaining if you and your friends are bombed together. This is just baffling more than anything else. Be this is the like, sort of what? thing you show your friends when you don't want them to be your friends anymore. This is, yeah, this is like how you end friendships. Like, this <laughs> is the end of Dance Robot Dance. Tim and I are no longer going to speak to each other after this. I thought Venom was bad. I thought like we were like, I was going to have a fight with Tim after Venom. This, I was like, <laughs> what the flying fuck are we doing with our time? Like, what are we wasting time and money doing now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those. geek cred time, Tim. Recommend something something more entertaining than this shit for the fine folks listening at home. Very much so. I am going to recommend Wellington Paranormal Season Four. Which I think out out in prick concluded now. But yes, it uh was was great. I maybe my favorite season so far. Uh, the last season I was kinda like so so on, but this season was fucking great. Yep. Absolutely, one of the funniest shows on TV, especially if you are a fan of like supernatural, horror, monster movies, that kind of thing, because just there's all those tropes apart. Like, if we haven't recommended what we do in Shadows enough, right? Yeah. So, yeah. This just deconstructs all the that tropes that, that what we do in the Shadows is leaving on the table, right? Because yeah. it's really focused in on this like vampires, werewolves kind of thing. And then Fucking, they just feeding wellington paranormal every other supernatural fucking trope it is is the perfect fucking comedy those two shows are like perfect like they're just fucking perfect you know what i mean and thank you for stealing my geek cred you prick (laughs) because fuck a duck is that show fantastic yeah the fuck else have i been up to that i can recommend to people now that tim has stolen mine (laughs) like a prick Welling the Paranormal season four was fucking fantastic. Yeah, season three was a little dodgy, but uh, I did enjoy season four quite a bit. God, I can't wait for fucking my vampire perverts to come back too. Um have we ever talked <laughs> about Yahtzee, the video game reviewer who does stuff on the Escapist? No, I don't does, think so. so. So this guy Yahtzee's been doing video games. He's done 700 reviews now. He does one a week. He's been doing it for like a decade or something like that. He's over on the Escapist website, he does this the web series is called Zero Punctuation. He is this just vitriolic Englishman. Who talks at warp speed and hates everything about video games that he reviews? He loves video games; he makes them and stuff. But like, he he has to review AAA stuff, and he's just like, "This fuck, fuck, I hate it all." (laughs) I've been listening to him doing like he has other shows that he does aside from Zero Punctuation, where he does like podcasts or like let's plays. And I've been obsessed with Elden Ring along with the rest of the fucking gaming universe (laughs) the past month or so. So he's been like, also, he's one of the uh, our Soulsy people. So he was kind of playing that and doing a lot of content around that. So I've been listening to a lot of Yahtzee talking to me about the game that, like, I wish I was spending more time playing, but I'm too busy drawing bullshit. <laughs> and I would rather just be fucking getting my teeth kicked down my throat in Elden Ring because, it, I love that world. The world is fucking baffling. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to what I'm going to assume is a mess of an episode. This has been uh, episode 296 of dance robot dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that from any podcasting app via Podbean, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, Stitcher and fuck Spotify. If you have any thoughts about anything we talked about this week, please hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com or tweet at drd underscore podcast. I've been here with Tim. He's at drd underscore Tim on Twitter. Say goodnight, night, buddy. Good night. May I never wake up again after that? <laughs> oh, God, you know, I it's very rare for me to see like a piece of vampire fiction that I'm just like, yeah, I hate every second of this. But uh, yep, these gay vampires did not do anything for me. So I'm Mark. I'm on Twitter at m underscore ballette. You can find me on Instagram at MP underscore Willette. You can buy prints online. I don't remember what that site is anymore. It doesn't matter. We will talk to you next week. Have everybody a good week. Don't watch Morbius. It's broken my brain. Listen to the English <laughs> speaking that I cannot do anymore. This is terrible. I think five percent of the ten percent that I was entertained for were like the panoramic shots of Costa Rica in the beginning. I was like, oh those are pretty in the credits. Like you said, like the opening credit sequence. I was like, this looks pretty good. Like it's cool graphically. Here's here's my ten percent, and this is like me. This is kind of me being a jerk off too. The best ten percent of this movie are how hot that girl was, <laughs> and the opening and closing credits of it. I yeah. love me a Latin girl with black hair, but you know what? Aside from that, this movie was like the worst shit I've ever seen. Like I'd watch Batman and Robin again over this. Like is that? Oof, damn. At least then I get like all that fucking dope ass like Arnold doing camp nonsense that is at least kind of like campily entertaining to my stone brain, which is yeah. <sighs> Not this. <laughs>